Welcome to Stars and Roses, the podcast that recaps The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise through the lens of astrology and the zodiac. I'm your host, Hannah Piper Burns, and I can't wait to give you the celestial lowdown on everyone's favorite reality TV dating shows. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, and welcome to Stars and Roses. I'm Hannah Piper Burns, and I'm the extra mundane anthropologist of Bachelor Nation. Bachelor in Paradise is just over a month away. And after the brutal couple of weeks we've just had, I think we're all ready for it. And I bring this up just because Wells Adams, the resident Paradise bartender, is back from filming in Mexico. And he claims that it's the weirdest season yet for whatever these kinds of superlatives are worth even anymore. Wells, by the way, is a Taurus sun conjunct Mercury and Venus with a Sagittarius moon, which is the same placement as other notable entertainer of Bachelor Nation, Demi Burnett. And he also has Mars in Scorpio. Again, so many memorable contestants over the last several seasons have had three planets in the same sign. And usually two of them are the sun and Mercury. Taurus is ruled by Venus. And so his Venus is right at home. And so is his Mars in Scorpio. And I think that's what makes Wells so grounded and yet have that kind of smoldering quality. And his true note is in Gemini, which rules local communication, which I just thought was interesting because he's a radio DJ, like radio airwaves, local communication. But that moon in Sagittarius is like a more global, it's like a more worldly way of showing up in the world and expressing that deep, earthy energy. Anyway, uh, people are already starting to ship all kinds of paradise couples that I think some of it's kind of delusional. Like people want to make John Paul Jones and Demi happen. They want to make Hannah G and Blake happen. I don't know. I... I don't think it's about relationships that are like convenient for the fandom. I don't think anyone would have called Carly and Evan or Chris and Crystal necessarily. And like Blake and Hannah, like, I don't know. Blake went for Becca, who's an Aries and she's like fiery and take charge and she's fierce. And Hannah G is a very cool, detached bachelor Barbie Aquarius And I don't think they are going to deliver the same experience, honestly. And I really hope both of them do find love because I think they're both good people. But and also, like, I don't know John Paul Jones's astrology still. It's driving me in bananas. It's a travesty. But if you think if you think he's bringing Demi Burnett home to his like old money Georgetown lifestyle. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's the one that's the paradise couple that's just so bonkers it might work. Uh, We will just have to see. Okay, all that said. We haven't made it to paradise yet. 
we still have to slog through a few more weeks of this staggeringly disturbing season, increasingly. So let's put on those metaphorical elbow-length latex gloves and get into it. We are in 3-6 Latvia, where Hannah is hoping to get the beast back. And actually, it turns out that all it takes is a little bungee jumping in the buff, one of Latvia's many rich traditions. I feel like Garrett got this date because he and Hannah really make sense on paper, but don't have a lot of chemistry. And honestly, even though Garrett is kind of starting to grow on me, even that like nearly naked near death experience can't make them squirch like she does with Peter or Tyler. More on that later. Okay. Garrett is a Leo sun. His moon is in Capricorn and then his Mercury and Venus are in Leo and his Mars is in Virgo. That's a lot. I know to throw at everyone at once. Astrologically uh, speaking, he and Hannah have a lot, have like a decent mix of trines, which are like harmonious aspects in their synastry and squares, which point to tension, which can be good as we've talked about. Maybe uh, all of that just kind of averages itself out into a meh because I like I see them. I see it like I believe it. They're two kind of southern kids joining two football families together and. It makes sense, but it doesn't excite me. And I I want that for Hannah. I want the like kind of left field love story for her because I, f- I feel like that's what she's trying to get out of. This situ- like she could have married Garrett any a Garrett any number of times probably in her young life. Maybe I would feel differently, you know, after jumping naked out of that cable car, but I'll never know because that's a hundred percent non-starter. Sidebar, girl, how did your bra get into that Latvian river? <laughs> um, her other one-on-one, on the other hand, was. Wow. Um, During this part, my sweetheart turned to me and said, this is the date I take you on, babe. And I fell in love with them all over again. (laughs) The only thing that took me out of it at all was I kept remembering all of the invisible bodies in the room and specifically in the sauna. I cannot imagine trying to operate a boom mic in a sauna. Um... (laughs) So Peter is a Leo. His moon is either in Gemini or Taurus, just like Hannah. And then everything else, Mercury, Venus, Mars, is in Virgo. And um, what's so Virgo about Peter? Well, he really wants to make sure he's not grouped in with, like, the riffraff causing drama. There's actually not a whole lot in their charts, in their synastry, that can definitively explain not just their fire, as Hannah would say, but their emotional chemistry and intimacy, which seems to really deepen on this date. And honestly, like maybe that lack is the locus of the magic, you know? I was really, I was really hoping that when Peter came back from his one-on-one, 
and they asked him how what happened, he'd be like, guys, you're not going to believe this. We went naked bungee jumping. Also, she loved it so much. She decided we had she she had to do it again with me. I thought that would have been uh, really transcendent. But, you know. It is what it is. Even before this sensual, sensual spa and sauna experience, we have this group date without any formally sanctioned violence. They still managed to get some violence in there in the form of arm wrestling. Pretty benign overall, but I love that Tyler expressed that it was nice to not be like hitting each other for once. And, um... Of course, uh, it's all like moonshine and pickles and folk dancing and group prayer until somebody decides they know what's best for her. And look, okay, I took a lot of notes about Luke P. A lot. And eventually, they just turned into a large, angry, unintelligible scribble covered in ice cream stains. And you know what? I don't want to waste my fucking breath on him. There's plenty of content out there that'll break it down. I want to move on with my fucking life as soon as possible. So let's talk about Tyler. Cool? Cool. Is there a way for Tyler and Mike to both be bachelor and best friends like a shot at love with Polly and Vinny? First question. Tyler is an Aquarius sun. His moon is in Taurus. His Mercury is in Aquarius. His Venus is in Pisces. And his Mars is in Cancer. So just to break it down, his sun in Aquarius trines her Libra sun in Mercury. And likewise with his, so they're, they both have Sun and Mercury conjunct and they trine each other. Trine. That's how I like to think about it in my head. It's like a, it's like a chime. Sweet harmony. And then uh, possibly also has that Taurus moon conjunct her Taurus moon. So if her moon is in Taurus and not Gemini and Peter's moon is in Taurus and not Gemini, not to get too Charlie Day meme about it, then that means the secret sauce, the secret scorching burn it down sauce is that Taurus moon conjunction. That That's the thing they might all have in common, which could explain this hot, hot, hot heat, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. I guess we also have to talk about Jed who made a Latvian late night play for Hannah by serenading her outside of her window. Someone in my Bachelor Facebook group posted something like, I forget Hannah's 24, and then she does something like fall for the guy with the guitar, and I realize, oh yeah, that's, that's how I know. I loved that. She hasn't grown out of that shit yet. But the thing about Jed is, now that we know that he had a girlfriend when he came on the show. Newsflash, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> it's I, I've been like chewing on it for at least a week. 
and sort of waiting to see how it plays out. And it's playing out. Uh, he's back from filming. Basically what happened is he got back from the show and he had, you know, promised a woman that uh, allegedly that he, they would be together again, that he was going on the show. Like he told Hannah for the platform and that when they got back, they would begin dating again as usual. But uh, he ghosted her. So what's uh, what's a lady to do? So now that we know that, just like first night fail guy, everything that Jed, Lord Jed, the great and powerful rhombus head says and does, it all hits different now. Even slash especially his his admission of his original intent to use the show as a platform. Like, it's kind of incredible the level of deceit, I guess, at work. In he's this weird Xerox ghost of another contestant, Wes, from Julian Harris's season and Bachelor Pad One. And you may have met him for the first time during the Bachelorette reunion special. Also a country singer, also had a ready for air, t- had a ready for ready for radio single that he played at any given opportunity at the house with the guys for her outside her window, whatever, whatever. The thing about Wes was that we didn't know that he had a girlfriend until he got eliminated. And in the limo, he was sort of gloating. He was like, ah, no one's gotten farther than me having a girlfriend. And he really embraced the villain archetype after that. But what's happening now is, you know, we know something that Hannah doesn't know. And he is really like a sleeper villain, you know? And you had asked me if the villain this season was going to be a Capricorn. I would not have called that. Luke, I saw coming from a mile away but not dad vibes Jed. I am spun, you know, spun. What else to say about this episode that is not related to a malignant AI built by evangelical incels? Well, I thought Latvia looked really, really good on Hannah's. Her outfits, that pink coat, all pink number, with Garrett, killer, that Emerald City fantasy frock at the rose ceremony. If you're going to cancel a cocktail party and go straight to a rose ceremony, that's the garment in which to do so. Because you don't want to spend hours in that thing. That's a showpiece, right? Um. Oh, also... Uh, Bless that credit sequence. My gods and goddesses. Bless Tyler's dancing. Bless him dancing with Mike. Bless this Bachelor musical. Please, gentlemen, I implore y'all, take it on the road. Donate proceeds to charity. I've already bought my ticket. Let's do this. Until next week. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And I wish I could say I can't wait to see where it goes, but I feel like we all kind of know where it goes.
See ya.